If you're listening to this, and I know you are because you're hearing the sound of my voice right now, I'm Nate Lewis. This is the Raised on Rhythm podcast, and I have two awesome guests here with me tonight. I'm going to let them both introduce themselves real quick. Howdy. My name is Gordon McPherson. Howdy. My name is Evan. It's actually the other way around, but we'll roll with that. No, we got it. <laughs> Evan Stewart. Thank you. Did you forget it? No, I, I wanted to be different, you know? Oh, okay. I would want to be different. That was a good characterization Evan's actually, like, related to Captain Picard. Oh, really? Yeah. Do tell. What's the story behind that one? I wasn't aware of that. Oh, you guys have the same last name, so I figured. <laughs> Stewart? Patrick Stewart. Yeah, Stewart's one of the less common names. <laughs> I mean, you know what's so crazy? I never realized when I was growing up, I always thought that Star Trek: The Next Generation was a reality TV show. Yeah, because I didn't like I didn't understand the concept of reality TV, right? So in my mind, you like just I'm saw watching cops this and thought everything was like that. I, I'm just, I, like I'm watching. Well, here's the thing: I'm watching like Levar Burden, right? You know, Jordy, and then the next morning I'd see him on Reading Rainbow when I was in school. Yeah. So I was like, dude, this guy's baller, man! Like he runs a Starship Enterprise, and then he has like his day job where like he reads to the kids and shit. That's cool as fuck. Bro. I like that. It, rules. It still all makes sense in universe because, yeah. like, one yeah. in the Star Trek universe, they're very altruistic. He absolutely would host a kids' show about yep. reading. Yeah, yeah, and exactly. two, yeah. he would easily be able to transport her himself down and back up. I'm glad you could so, fill me in on that because I really don't know that it much could about be Star Trek. Stuff it too. all fits. This is canon for me. Okay. Wow. Yeah. I'm into it. Blowing minds. Man. I'm, I'm I'm so far deep into Star Trek right now. Me and my partner Emily are just I'm talking like we've blasted through the first Star Trek, Next Generation. We've blasted through. We tried to do Deep Space Nine. That one's a little hard, a little boring. I, I couldn't. Yeah, I couldn't get into it's, that one either when not, I was a kid. It's it's watchable. It's not blastable. No. I'll tell you that. You can't Voyager, blast that one. It's okay. Once you get to seven and nine, um, which uh, today we're still at it. It is nine of seven, if that makes sense. So it's seven of nine day. If you're in Europe, it's seven of nine, right? Yeah. The date. <laughs> Right? That's why originally, uh, thank you, Discovered Magazine, um, they go, hey, so when are we supposed to put this like uh, music video out for you guys? Because we don't understand uh, your guys' dates. Because yeah. they thought it was Friday. Yeah. Obviously, because they do it a little bit different out there. We got it right, though. Thank you, Discovered Magazine. Thanks, guys. <laughs> we love you. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out a good way to segue this back to music, and I really, I'm just lost. <laughs> like, I'm Fair not, enough. So- I'm going to segue the best way I know how. My introduction to college radio was a couple months ago when I went up to your show at Tony V's yes. in Everett with All is Naked. And it was a chance thing. Like, I didn't even know if I was going to make it up that way that night. My buddy Zach and I, we started out at Jimi Hendrix Park for the Marshall Law Band show. And oh, yeah. this was like, right, like his shows were kind of starting to come back. We got to that one and then Zach was like, you know, what else is going on tonight? Like, after, you know, after the show is done. And I'm like, well, there's this one show like up in Everett because like all was naked and told me about it. So I'm like, fuck it. You want to drive up to Everett? So we hit the road. We go up. That was actually the first time I was ever in Tony V's, by the way. Really? Yeah. I'd never. I don't usually hang around Everett. I live down in Wallingford. So fair. It's like, yeah, that was the first time I was in Tony V's. And I think I walked in. I actually, I missed all his naked. I'm not going to lie. I missed them. I went right up and bought a t-shirt though, because who wouldn't want to have a t-shirt that says all his naked on Hell it? Yeah. I think that should be a part of everybody's wardrobe. It's, it's good for personal branding. Yeah. But, I mean, exactly. Like, we, but then we saw college radio live and I gotta say like solid, holy shit. Like y'all, y'all were really good live. So I went and started listening to the records after that. And there's like this whole universe, I feel, like of pop punk in Seattle that's kind of like simmering. A lot of people don't even realize it exists. 
you know, like there's this huge disconnect. I feel we're like yeah. Mount Rainier right now where yeah. it's like, it's slowly melting and becoming <laughs> even more beautiful. Yet <laughs> fucking scary as shit because yeah, you know, <laughs> volcanoes, yeah. but yeah. it is simmering and it's starting to come out. I yeah. feel like a lot of people are, I mean, I hate to say it and I'm not going to gatekeep. A lot of people were reintroduced to pop punk. Thanks to Travis Barker, Machine Gun Kelly, Mod Son. Yeah. That are kind of reaching out and, oh shoot, I can listen to this again. It's like, you've, it's we've never gone anywhere. <laughs> yeah, we've been here, exactly, but come yeah. on back. Like, it's okay. Yeah. Well, it's, that, I've, I've always had a soft spot for this kind of music because growing up, the first band I ever played in when I was about 14, you know, we got together and we did Blink-182 Newfound Glory covers. And, you know, back then it was like the Ataris and Phoenix TX, Rufio and bands like that. This was like 2002, three around that era. And that was my introduction to it. It was kind of like my gateway drug for modern music in a lot of ways, because from there, there was a phase in like 2005 and six when the Ataris were starting to experiment with more like indie sounds and stuff like that. And then I started to discover other stuff like Broken Social Scene or the Decemberists, you know, kind of off that. I sort of went with them. You started getting into heavier stuff. It, it was not heavier, but just like, like more dynamic or like kind of shoegazy, you know, that sort of sound. Whereas like what started out was like completely different. And then I noticed like pop punk goes through this whole revival and evolution, you know, from like maybe 2010 to 2013. And it was funny. Cause I sort of got back into it then kind of, or I'm like, well, what's going on here? And I joined these boot uh, groups, you know, on Facebook and it's like bands like the, um, the story so far or the wonder years or, you know, neck deep and all this stuff. And it's not quite what I remember it. It's like a whole different evolution. It's like it, a, it's kids raised on wanting to be more like Blink, but it's yeah. that hardcore scene too. Um, I remember yeah. the first time I star- saw Story So Far, actually. Yeah. Uh, five people were at the show. Yeah. <laughs> and I wasn't there for Story So Far, actually. What I was year there was to that? see, uh, I believe that was around that 2010. Okay. Uh, yeah. That revival backup, what was cool, yeah. Amber Pacific came back that year. Yeah. Um, them, Runner, Runner, um, did, a, I believe it was the Jingle Bell Bash or whatever. And they had, that was all pop punk. Yeah. Paramore, all time yeah. low. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, Boys Like Girls is on Amber Bassett, yeah. Runner Runner, yeah. Mayday Parade. <sighs> Paramore Man. played that. And uh, that year, everything just kind of like Newfound Glory is obviously still doing their thing. But yeah. uh, this time next year is who I saw at El Corazon. Yeah. And uh, they had brought this small band from California called The Story So Far. EP was really good. Literally, I would say maybe six months later, they put out that first record on Pure Noise. It would okay. be their second record, their first full length, blew up. Yeah. Blew up. Yeah. Whew. Man. And that, yeah, now it's like, it almost feels like it's in another revival because even after like 2013, 14, it kind of morphed into this era of SoundCloud rap, you know, where like a lot of SoundCloud rappers, if, you know, if you listen to like their auto tune drones or something like that, it really kind of takes influence from that kind of like newfound glory, Blink 182 style of singing. And that would, you know, get it out to an audience that was into hip hop, that was into SoundCloud to some degree, that same kind of, I feel like, you know, suburban audience. And then now it's almost like coming around full circle again, because people are realizing like, oh shit, there's like a whole trove of influence behind there. Let me start getting into that. And that actually leads them to like, oh, there's like bands that do this stuff too. I can start checking that out. That's what it feels like to me. I don't know what your experience has been like that with the last few years. I feel a little bit like that. It's, it's kind of like you can see the separate 
waves when they occur because there will be yeah. like two separate age groups. It's like a bunch of people our age around, you know, 30s ish. Yeah, yeah. And then there's whatever this new wave that's kind of hit now. So it'll be like 17, 18. Yeah. So it's always kind of a pleasant surprise when we do an all ages show because it's like, yeah. oh, look at all these children. Look at them dance. They're so happy to be here, which is <laughs> a humongous surprise for me. But like yeah. we've been playing bars for so long. I didn't know the kids were still going for it. But apparently like it's back. Yeah. And that's something I feel like our scene's missing is that safe place. Because, well, I mean, I was super young going to shows yeah. and I felt super safe. Yeah. Um, I would spend a lot of time like uh, Club Adrian, Tacoma, Hell's Kitchen. Yeah. Um, a lot more south, I would say, than coming out here. But then when I first started coming up here, coming to Graceland, right before the changeover to Elko, um, it was just such a cool scene. I remember smoking. I was like 15 years old in Elko watching <laughs> Alkaline Trio and I'm smoking yeah. cigarettes in yeah. there. And like that, that blows my mind that like, that's how old our, like for me, the scene was being able to smoke a cigarette in a venue and enjoy like one of my favorite bands, yeah. but also being such a, it was so foreign. It was like being on another planet where I'm like, oh my gosh, what is this place? This is, I belong here. Like yeah. I feel so comfortable here. This is something that's all very new to me because I only moved to Seattle about three years ago myself. So it feels like there was this whole world and, you know, seeing that, you know, maybe you all came up in our experience. I, you know, I wasn't here for that. I'm just now learning about all this stuff, you know, like it was take me back in the history of college radio. Like where does that all start and, and your first shows? Well, like uh, college radio is fairly new in my eyes right now. I feel like uh, personally, the band really came together with this lineup. Like okay. the band started, yeah. um, I created the idea of the band on my last tour with Enterprise Earth in 2017, Okay, but it all stemmed from writing a bunch of stuff in 2015 in Europe. Yeah. That was all. Obviously watch what someone gives you. Don't drink what someone gives you without paying attention to it. Cause you yeah. might have too much fun or might stay up all night. Yeah. I wrote songs for days and I kept those and I transitioned them on and, uh, would sit on them beat myself up 2017 came around yeah. and really kind of like started pushing the band 2018 we started really playing shows and uh, i mean we started super small our first show i think was uh the charleston if i'm not mistaken i believe second when we played a funhouse show but i mean yeah. i was a bass player i hadn't sang in so long um i played deathcore so it was like okay. yeah. completely opposite styles of music <laughs> and a lot of people that you know, kind of like coexist in that genre and realm. They love all sorts of music, but a lot of people, the fans don't think that we do. Like they think that yeah. we only like death metal. It's only death metal. Sure. And uh, that was a hard thing. I used to get made fun of like, you're a bass player in a death metal band, but you play it four string. It's like, yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the evolution of that, we'll fast forward a bit. You know, we got some more members. We were a three piece to begin with. It was uh, me, uh, our drummer, Cody, and our bass player, Dylan. Obviously, it was a lot easier to do more stuff with a, another guitar player. So we picked up our guitar player, Taylor. Throughout that transition in 2018 through 2019, we ended up uh, losing our bass player. And at a Halloween show we played with, a band called Midnight Movie, and yeah. uh, was able to gracefully drunkenly talk Evan into coming and jamming with us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We were, uh, we were opening for college radio. I just wanted to hop on the bill cause I thought college radio, uh, got pretty good bills and I was like, it would probably be a good idea to open for them. Yeah. And then, uh, Gordon just asked me to play with them and, uh, 
I wish I could say it was more uh, tumultuous, more eventful, but it was a, it was a pretty smooth transition. Pretty I just slotted yeah. right in there. Yeah. He just was like, do you want to be in a music video? Do you own black jeans? And it's like, how <laughs> lame do I seem that that's a question? Of course I, I own one pair of black jeans. Yeah, I'm cool. Do you want to be in a music video? Do you own a pair of black jeans? All right, you're hired. <laughs> What can I say? I'm a fan of black jeans. Man. Oh, I'm a fan of black jeans too. It's it's pretty universal, I would say. Yeah, yeah. I know they look pretty good. Yeah, that, <laughs> believe it or not, yeah. not everybody has black jeans though. Yeah, that's like, weird to me. You know what? What could have been, huh? <laughs> well, but, uh, but yeah, after yeah. that, it kind of popped up um, a fair amount. My first show with College Radio was at Numos, uh, open yeah. for the classic crime, doing the Christmas show. Okay, I think that was the first show that I made the stupid mistake of playing in a sweater. I think all of us made that stupid mistake. <laughs> yeah, well, you didn't make the stupid mistake a week later at a midnight movie show. <laughs> and doing it again. <laughs> doing the same thing, knowing full well that like I'm probably going to get a heat stroke, but at least it was a shorter set, so I you know, survived. Uh, and then what do we do? The crocodile and a few other ones. Then we're off like a rocket. I would <laughs> yeah. say. Completely just. Oh, it was fun because we were literally doing one of these where it's like sweet. We we pretty much set up the release of the EP. Uh, we had just signed the label. Um, we were gonna do a tour, and then COVID hit. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, "Hey, here you go. We're gonna, you're gonna get signed and have all these plans, and then, oh yeah, now you're fucked." Yeah. Don't go anywhere. Got don't, it. Yeah. Don't even see your band anymore. Like you can't, you can't see each other. We're like, we're, that was hard, man. That was yeah. real hard. Yeah. I remember like when I was at your show at Tony V's too, like it reminded me of all the elements of a live show that I missed, you know, just that, that, and even that night it was a little bit different because they still had like sitting down, like in the pit tables. Yeah. I remember they Tony were like, V's. don't dance. It was, it was <laughs> yeah. like a, uh, what is that? Southern Baptist or something. Yeah. It was like the tiny sound like, from Footloose in there, man. That, yeah. It's, it's the, it was the settings and the ambiance of a jazz concert. That's the Copacabana. Yeah. It was, it was like heavily informed. <laughs> Forced ambiance. Yeah. It was, I, I mean, I felt, dude, I felt so bad for that security that night. Like, I'm just watching yeah. this poor guy having to run around. Like, every time, of course, somebody gets drunk and, and forgets, you know, and they get up, like, without putting their mask back on because you have to have it on. Like, if you're standing up and the first thing he has to do is just run up to everybody, like, put your mask back on, put your mask back on. I, I will like, say to Man. the credit of everyone yeah. in that venue and everyone sure. working there, everyone was cool about it all oh, yeah. night. Yeah. If anyone's mask slipped yeah. or whatever, it's just like, hey, man, they just pop it right back up. Yeah. yeah no yeah, drama. Yeah. I know we've all seen the video of people wigging out on airplanes <laughs> i'm just gonna say it dude i'm scared to fly now i'm terrified i'm i'm going to europe in like three weeks and my only fear right now is not the plane going down yeah no it's some drunken that. idiot yelling and making me late <laughs> yeah you know that yeah i used to be like you know afraid of like god you know god plane crashes all that stuff and yeah. then now it's like like no 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 i know that's not gonna be a problem like i'm i'm worried about the dude back there I just or something want to see someone get embarrassed and then be an hour and a half late to my destination that sucks i'm not missing a <laughs> connecting flight because you can't handle your xanax like sorry it's a man that's not deal z- with it that's not xanax that was, I feel like when people are like that rowdy, you know, oh, that's yeah, that, like, that's a little mixy. I, I, I ran out of my say, cocaine yeah. on the airplane. I'm not doing well, guys. <laughs> God damn. I don't, I don't know what that is. That's just, yeah, that's straight up. Like, oh God, I don't even want to think about it. You know, I know my girlfriend's dog had anxiety medication for fireworks <laughs> and she was always like, Evan, don't take those. And I never did, but I always wondered. And I bet. <laughs> 
That would be about the same thing that would happen. I would just take them and flip out and get really aggressive and yell at people about freedom. You know what's nuts about that Tony V show too yeah. is you were uh, high on dog medicine. <laughs> Almost, you can kind of think about it. It's I got my second vax dose. Uh, the Thursday before, so Thursday, Friday, oh, okay. Saturday. Yeah, so literally, I, I was yeah. two days in. I thought, well, they said second day is good. It yeah. was the worst freaking day. I oh, literally yeah, woke yeah, up, yeah. went back to sleep. I got. A, I think load in was probably like six. I woke up probably two hours before that. I told my partner, I was like, I'm shot. Like my yeah. voice good body i can't clench my fist like <laughs> that was me the second the day after i got my second one too and i had i only had a podcast interview that day you had to do a full-on show like <laughs> well it's that like we were hyped it was fun our yeah. drummer mike's like i've never seen you sweat that much and i yeah. was like well i sweat a lot on stage but dude like i feel like shit <laughs> like this sucks <laughs> and i wasn't like sick i'm not gonna get someone sick but yeah, it's the yeah. initial like it feels oh, like he just got hit by a train, you know, like I, I, it was all I could do. I remember that day I had to wake up and go, dude, it wasn't even, it was just a, a going to be like a zoom interview basically, but it was all I could do to just get my ass out of bed. I had to go into like Marine mode or whatever. You know? it's, well, it's like, like the first time crawl. feeling yeah. shitty too. Yeah. Like, fuck man, I haven't been sick in over, yeah. I mean, I'm pretty healthy. I'll be honest. So I don't get sick. If I get yeah, sick, it's yeah. once a year. Yeah. When I do, it's it, it gets bad, and it felt like that. Where I'm like sitting there, I, I just do the 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 fist clench like thing. Yeah. If, I, if I can't clench my fist, that means I'm I'm probably really sick. Like yeah. my, my body's done. You know. But yeah, I mean, at the very least, being sick, you know, makes you thankful to be healthy. You oh know? yeah. Everything you miss doing that. You're doing the show this Saturday, and I want to ask you about that because it feels like you just have a dream team of bands on that lineup. Oh yeah, you know, just I I saw like Dusty Cubby is starting off, if I remember right. So yes, Dusty Cubby is starting off. I have a little bit of insight there. Yeah, uh, I'm kind of close with them. I okay. am in, Cade, the singer and guitarist for Dusty Cubby, is in Midnight Movie with me. Okay, yeah. They also practice at my house. Uh, they recently got kicked out of the practice spot, so they were at my house yesterday <laughs> for a barbecue and practicing. Oh so uh, not only have I heard their set, it is fantastic. Uh, everyone that's going on Saturday, you're going to enjoy it very much. But Please come early. I also make their t-shirts. Okay. I can tell you they got new t-shirts and they look fantastic, guys. You're going to love it. Oh boy, sorry, I'm a Dusty Cubby fan. No, I I was too. I had actually never seen him live before that show. And the first time I saw him was about two weeks ago. It was a place called Woody's, which is like a total dive in Shoreline. I didn't even think I was going to go. It was Sunday afternoon. And I'd already been to like three shows that weekend. But, Mm. you know, Sunday I'm driving around. It's casual. I'm like, yeah, screw it. I'll go over there. I knew... uh, Eli from Your Man, that was actually going to be his first show. He like he had just put together a band. I had introduced him to the guy who was playing drums for him. So I was like, yeah, you know, go over and support. I'd never been to this place before. It's like North on Aurora. And I go inside. You know, they have the front door open. But as soon as I walk inside, there's like maybe four people sitting in this place. And it's like dead. I didn't even know that there was a show happening. And I'm like, I go to the back patio and there's like nothing, just like a gravel pit. Like the bands hadn't even gotten there yet. And this was like when the show was supposed to start, at least mm-hmm. in theory. And I go back to the bar and one of the guys, I just look so out of place in there. And one of the guys sitting at the bar just looks at me and he goes, welcome to hell. <laughs> I was like, okay, like, party thank on, you. Right yeah, on. let you know where you're at. So, you they, like your job? Yeah. <laughs> the bands get there like a little bit later, and 
you know, Eli had to do an acoustic set actually because his drummer had uh, gotten in a car accident this morning. He was okay and everything like that, but still just, you know, kind of banged up. But then after the acoustic set, it was a great, it was still a great set. Eli's a great songwriter. Check out your man. He put out an album called uh, Love Songs for Millennials last year. It's actually a really cool wreck. More like indie, dream poppy kind of stuff, Mm -hmm. but still dug it. The next band that went on is Dusty Cubby. And I have no idea what to expect, honestly. But when I say that, like, this band just got on that stage at three o'clock in the afternoon <laughs> with maybe four people in that whole place, including myself, yeah. and just absolutely destroyed, shredded, crushed yeah, everything. They, they've I was, only got one speed, man. They go for it. Nobody's ready for them. I was blown away. Yep. I, like I didn't expect I told him I didn't expect to have my face melted at three o'clock in the afternoon at Woody's Dive Bar. In Is Shoreline. that the one where Cade did the guitar behind the back? He did that, but it wasn't oh. they did yeah, you're so nonchalant. He's like, yeah, he did the guitar behind the back. It was pretty epic. There, there's a video <laughs> that they were posing of he he was saying he hit that star mode. And it, yeah, like super, super shredder moment. I I was trying to get video, but I felt so bad because it's like they were so good. But the only camera angle I could get was just like behind the post on this gravel pit with like nobody (laughs) there. And I just, I I felt like I almost felt like I would be, it would be worse for them if I put this out. Not because of them. Like they played great, you know, but it's just like such a weird look. with like Yeah, where you try and crop it. So you just see the stage. (laughs) Pretty much. And they did. I got to say, when they did their cover of Josie. Blink mm-hmm. 182. I was like, I have never heard a band rip that song as hard as they did. Like, oh, yeah. holy shit. Did they did they do the Mr. Brightside cover? They didn't do Mr. Brightside. I don't think uh. I would have liked him as much if they did Mr. <laughs> Brightside because I used to have to play that song a lot when I did live band karaoke nights. And if, oh. I, if I never have to hear Mr. Brightside again for the rest of my fucking life, I'll be okay with that. I'll talk to them about revising the set. <laughs> but Josie was great, though. Like, no, uh. you know. Bar cover bands never do that song. So, like, that's cool. That's fresh. I don't mind hearing that. I hope they're playing Josie because that means the El Corazon, whoever attends, is going to get some extra blink then, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I hope they do too. I mean, they're great at it. Yeah. But I've spent so much time now big upping like Dusty Cubby, but you've also got Living with a Bear on there. Yes. Like, imagine if you took like the band Four Years Strong, but instead of two male vocalists, two female. Yeah. It's so cool. And I've never seen a, like, you, you, it's always like two guys fronting a band. Yeah. I've never really seen two girls. Yeah. And they kill it. Like, uh, we wouldn't watch them do the, uh, Battle of the bands over in um, it's like Shoreline area, yeah, and completely slayed. Like sounded so good, had so much fun. Um, super excited to have them on the bill. They're brand new. Um, we're gonna be playing with them again later on in December as well. That we'll we'll that one's another fun show, but we'll talk about that at a different time. <laughs> how do you how do you all get connected with some of these bands? You just see each other around town. Kind of pretty much. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we kind of just like cold Instagram each other. <laughs> okay. If someone's yeah. in a band you like, you'd be surprised. You're just like, hey, how's it going? I'm Evan from that thing. <laughs> I've, d- I've done my best to organize it with the Seattle pop punk culture playlist that I've done for Spotify. Yeah. And so, I mean, college radio is on there, Living with the Bear, you that's listening, all these bands that we're talking about, you can basically find them on that playlist. Oh, it's nothing um, but fantastic dynamite oh, from end you. to yeah. end, folks. Yeah. 
Thank you. Um, <laughs> yeah, we just kind of um, yak at one another online. Or um, what's really cool is sometimes people in other bands will come up to us when we're at other concerts. And when we're with our girlfriends, it makes us look extremely cool. Of course, yeah. Which I appreciate very much. <laughs> if you want to come up to me and ask me about music stuff, please wait until I'm with my girlfriend. It will make me look better. Because <laughs> I, when I tell her about it later, she thinks I'm embellishing, which is fair because I do. <laughs> Uh, but no, uh, we just, I don't know. It's that stupid thing of like, just go to shows, just talk to people. And uh, I've met just dozens of dozens. That's how I met Cade from Dusty Cubby. I was just at a show yeah. and I, I had my face blasted out and I was like, oh, okay. Yep. Got to talk to them. Got to connect with them in some way. Yeah. Well, it's just like, uh, originally we were trying to get Wyatt and the wreckage on the show. They're always very busy gentlemen. So, uh, but Wyatt plays in another really killer band and I want to play a show with Wyatt it's yeah. my birthday show, so I got to kind of choose that one. I wanted a, a heavier band, and uh, they're one of the couple that I kind of reached out to. Yeah. Um, they're the one that got back and said they could do it. Sadly, when we were setting up this show, it was still very like, is music going to happen? Do you think the show's going to yeah. happen? Yeah. Bands that I hit up were like, yeah. uh, we're not ready to play shows yet, yeah. or um, they're just... People are very cautious, yeah. which I totally respect sure. and understand. Yeah. yeah. We don't begrudge anyone that is really kind of having trouble looking forward right now. That For is sure. completely yeah. your prerogative. We're not. Yeah. I know a few venues have been like, if we ask you to get back on stage and you don't do it, you know, we'll remember. And it's like, we're not blacklisting anyone. Everyone's doing what they need to do yeah. to be healthy and safe and to feel right. For sure. And everybody's safety is the first thing too. It's wear yeah. a mask. If you're sick, don't come out. Yeah. I know Elko is one of the venues that isn't, mandatory this mandatory that but it's yes masks just be smart like you know yeah. and honestly what's cool is most of our fans and everybody playing the show is all vaccinated so it's yeah. like yeah. We're, we're going in safer um been around it i mean i worked a couple of the first shows uh at the show box and the show box market okay and it's honestly super smooth super easy everybody had their vax cards yeah. everybody was willing to just cooperate because yeah. we, we you know we want live music back yeah, just, whatever it yeah. takes at this point like we just don't want it to crash and burn and then we're all sitting ducks waiting and waiting and hoping that our venues don't get closed or all this again we're just people people are really on their best behavior i went and saw these arms are snakes yeah and uh, if you're familiar with them, have you seen them live before? No, like I in the Because they, they've been broken up for, what, like eight years, something like that. I'm not real familiar the, with them. But well, yeah, the, yeah. well, they're local, like, post-hardcore okay. dude. Okay. Yeah. But the lead singer would always, like, take off a lot of his clothes <laughs> and, like, spit all over himself <laughs> and spit in the crowd and crowd surf and lick people. And he would, like, hold the microphone as though the microphone were, you know, his wiener and, okay. like, wiggle-waggle yeah. it at people and such and such. And so... And I was talking to my girlfriend who inexplicably absolutely loves this band, favorite yeah. band on earth. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I was like, dude, how in the hell are they going to perform if he's not like spitting <laughs> on people and being absolutely revolting? And I was kind of joking, like two songs into their set, he was like, I'm really trying to be on my best behavior, but I don't know how to do this guy. <laughs> and like two more songs in, he's in the fucking crowd. Yeah, Just gave up. But there's there only go. like everyone kept their masks on at least. And hopefully yeah. whoever got spit in their mouth, like spit it out. <laughs> Don't swallow, don't guys. Think that's gonna help. Yeah. Twenty twenty one. Don't swallow, guys. I swallowed it. Shit. All right, go ahead and isolate that audio and clip. Thank you. <laughs> I'll make a note to edit it out. No, no, no. I no, mean, I'm just right. use it for commercials and stuff. Yeah, it's all content, man. 
It's all content. Well, man, I appreciate y'all coming on tonight. And I wish you the best of luck with this show on Saturday. I'm really stoked for it. I'm stoked that you all are putting this together and bringing all these bands out, giving them a chance to play. And what's after this? You know, any plans for touring, recording? Yes, uh, we've been recording this whole time, actually. So um, we utilized the whole pandemic. Uh, we're pretty much almost done with our first LP. Yeah. Um, our first single off the LP is 1159, which came out on Friday. I was about to um, say, yeah. Video just came yeah. out on Monday. So check that out on all the streaming platforms. We'd appreciate it. Follow us on Spotify. Um, pretty easy, college radio. Uh, af- we actually have music coming out pretty much every month until yeah. the end of the year and then nice. leading into the next year so yeah and then the uh big boy for this year december we are going out on the road with authority zero what's that ladies and gentlemen that's Ooh. right college radio and authority zero will meet one another <laughs> get your that's ska right. pants on because oh, there's gonna be excited. some ska absolutely we've got ska songs we are learning more we are ready for this one but yeah we're gonna be going down uh the west coast doing a little bit of oregon a little bit of california and we're going to be doing a couple of shows without Authority Zero, just on our own, you know, Authority Zero less. And uh, <laughs> a couple of little holiday things will be coming back up. And then we will finish up on, what, the 18th in Wenatchee? Yes, Wenatchee. Wenatchee with uh, Hamiko Cloud. Yes. At Wally's. We love Wally's. Yes. Wally's House of Booze. <laughs> yes. So we'll, we, we will be doing a little bit of traveling before... Christmas, but we will be capping that off in Seattle. I believe we're starting 12-7 at the Fun House, if I'm not mistaken. Am I saying that right? Heck yeah. Well, technically, Fantastic. technically, the tour starts 12-4, and we're going to be doing a special holiday show. 12, well, 12-3 12, and 4. Yeah, it's... So keep those, uh, keep your eyes and ears open for that. One's going to be more towards Bremerton area. The other one's going to be more towards Everett. Special holiday shows that we're going to be putting on with some special guests. Um... The tour, I'm just going to say it. We're not supposed to really talk too much about it, but it's going to be an OD to one year of I used to get messed up. Okay, yeah. Because the record will have been out for over a year at that point. So we need to give it the love that it did not get during the (laughs) pandemic. It's a good call. Well, I'm not going to make you all repeat your socials. I'm going to put a link to all those here in the episode description, along with the Seattle Pop Punk Culture playlist, where you can listen to College Radio, Living with the Bear, Dusty Cubby. Oh, yeah. A whole bunch of other bands, oh, The yeah. Requisite, uh, Happy Heartbreak, all my favorite tracks. Sorry, I'm pointing out I'm wearing a requisite temporary tattoo currently. Oh, is that what that That's is? That's a good it temporary is. tattoo because it's lasted. Yeah. Yeah. I got Impressive. I put this thing on like a week ago. I didn't really mention them during it, but I love The Requisite sound. Holy they, shit. Oh, they're great. Yeah. I, I just played with them uh, August 27th up at Bad Jimmy's and they were fantastic very Defin- tight and very definitely friendly. check them out next month with the home team for the home team ep their their release show at barboza's i believe it's october 29th with uh, go. our good friends glacier veins who are from portland Ooh. so heck yeah that's a great local show good stuff gordon evan i appreciate it thank you so much Thanks college radio y'all. Us. later bye